Would you want your leader to put someone like that in place, become your leader who doesn't have those relevant skills? Is the thought of being imperfect keeping you from taking action? Welcome to Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. Each week, we give you real-life stories and thought-provoking research that inspires your soul to live a more fulfilled life through your own actions. From the heart of Calgary, Canada, here are your hosts, award-winning coaches, Christopher Lawrence and Kyle Kalou. Good morning, good morning. We're here to greet the day. Hey. What if people are listening to this at evening or afternoon or... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I was going to have some witty quip, but. But it's in the morning. <laughs> it's in the morning and I can't think straight. <laughs> I can never think straight. Hey. <laughs> Let's kick this off. What are we talking about today? What are we, what's happening? I'm ready for anything that you're going to throw at me today. Well, today we are calling this episode, You're Not Relevant. And Kyle, this is an intervention from me to you and all of our listeners. Uh, no. <laughs> so, yeah. So I want to talk about relevance because I'm seeing mm-hmm. a lot of this right now as people are making huge career pivots and changes. They've been let go. And and actually, just before we get into our story mm-hmm. today, I want to say something about this because... I had this little realization. I think when we feel relevant or we seek relevance in life, we actually feel better about ourselves. So as we're having this conversation, because I think that relevance, particularly when we're talking about like worker relevance, job relevance, resume relevance, especially when you talk about older workers. I hate using that term, but it is a thing. So I'm using terms that people understand, right? even though I don't like using it. Um, I think relevance is sometimes for others, but I think relevance is actually a mental health activity. Interesting. We just... I think, well, you think about it, like when you learn something new and then you can execute upon that knowledge and somebody recognizes that knowledge and gives you an opportunity to execute on, execute upon that knowledge, don't you feel good? Of course. I'm not saying that we should be seeking external validation. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just... But I don't think there's anything wrong with that as well, because it actually does something for us. I think what maybe, and this this is my assumption on it, which is what I'm checking on, is um, it's about its want versus need, right? So if if someone is out there saying, oh my God, I need external validation, like I can't exist without it, then that's a different story, right? Uh, but I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, you doing a good job and someone says, yeah, you did a good job, or you have the skill and someone's like, hey, I appreciate that skill. I, like so I, I think we have to be I'm just putting that out there to say there's nothing there again like most things there isn't anything wrong with it it's this it's d- dependency or if I could even be as bold to say addiction to it would be more of an issue but yeah if and it's for just, what you feel things good and, yeah exactly exactly mm-hmm that it's external versus internal, right? So mm-hmm. not saying it's all a bad thing, because I think mm-hmm. sometimes people seem to go 
completely black or white, left or right. You know what I mean? And it doesn't always have to be that way. It could be somewhat fluid or validation mm -hmm. or recognition or those things. There could be some fluidity to that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think sometimes the word relevant has a negative connotation because what we hear is you're irrelevant. Mm -hmm. And so it has Criticism. a negative connotation, mm -hmm. but I think mm -hmm. that actually we just need to reclaim that word and say, I'm making myself relevant in the workforce. I'm making myself relevant in my home family situation. I'm making myself relevant in leadership, right? Mm -hmm. Like I think we need to reclaim this word because when you become relevant or even the process, like, have you ever met anybody that, you know, absolutely hated the process of learning. I'm not talking about like, like I know some people hate school, right? Like, but I think as human beings, we're all inclined to grow in some way, right? Like that's, yeah. that's part of our psychological makeup is that we want to grow. And so it's like, like everybody wants to learn. Like, I don't care if you're the guy who, you know, plays video games until he's 35 yeah. in his mother's basement drinking two yeah. liters of Coca-Cola, you know, it, you probably enjoy learning new game software, which yeah. by the way, talk about relevance. There are some major transferable skills with that, For with sure. that demographic that they miss out on, their parents mm -hmm. miss out on, their teachers miss out on, but you can take those skills and actually turn them into relevant workplace skills. Absolutely. You know, so yeah, so Kyle, I remember I remember reading once upon a time someone was talking about jobs that they did and the skills they learned and all that other stuff. I remember uh, reading this person, you know, saying I'm a this, I'm a that, I've experienced in this, this or that, and what she actually was describing was being a mom. What she yes, actually, exactly. What she described was oh, that Kyle. she was a mom that she had to organize, she had to this, she had to you know multitask and all these other things. Where we're just like, damn, what job was she in? It was her being a mom. And so when you just mentioned transferable skills and all that other stuff, I think that people miss some opportunities to make that relevant and to actually showcase that, you know, with, with what they do or even hone in on some of those skills as well. So uh, tell me more about uh, where you want to go with the relevance piece, because you sometimes, you know, with the type of work that you do in the coaching and you get a lot of people I know from that um, prospecting that reaches out and, you know, they're looking for a job or they want to leave a job and they're not sure if they're good at anything else. So what do you mean? Like, what are you seeing or hearing? Well, and sometimes their resumes don't get attention. Like, like somebody will come to me. I'll give you a specific example. I had a guy come to me. He had 25 years of experience in his industry. Oh, wow. 25 years working in accounting. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. I mean, there's certain aspects of accounting that don't really change at all. There's some aspects that do when regulation changes. Certainly sure. we've seen more changes probably in the last year in, in, in terms of like meeting mm -hmm. CRA and IRS mm -hmm. needs because rules changed because of our mm -hmm. current global situation. And so, so anyway, he came to me, uh, and this was quite a while ago now, but he came to me and he's got 25 years and his resume is not getting picked up. And this is what I would call, again, I don't like the word, but an older worker. So this is somebody who's right. 60 years old. Mm -hmm. All of the employers are looking at him saying, you know, this guy's going to retire in five years. Like I want longer than that, you know, 
all mm-hmm. the stupid stuff that that we do. But I understand it from both perspectives. Like you have a right to be frustrated as you know, as that worker, you also have a right to be, um, you know, you know, concerned as an employer, because you're thinking about the long longevity of your business. With that said, I see this with young people too. Like, you know, especially if there's egos in play, like, I don't know why I didn't get that job. I'm perfect for this. I've got this, this, and this. And I'm like, well, how did you show that in your resume and in your interview? So I think relevance is a key thing. So, so in this particular guy's place like he couldn't get picked up couldn't get picked up couldn't get picked up Mm -hmm. and so I said you need to do something to make yourself relevant like like go take a software course like I don't care if it's online and it's free but you can still Mm -hmm. put it on your resume Mm -hmm. he's like well if it's free like there's no legitimacy to that and I'm like I'm like the world the world doesn't think that way anymore right because we know that there's so much learning happening online that doesn't cost anything right Mm -hmm. like you look at lynda.com right which is phenomenal there's so much i've learned on that thing yeah oh you can learn so much and if you live in the city of calgary i don't know about other cities but if you live in the city Mm -hmm. of calgary and you have a city of calgary library card you can access it for free it costs nothing right there's some high quality mm -hmm. content on that thing. Oh, yeah. oh, I would say just, just in my own estimation, when you compare the curriculum and the number of hours uh, for certain types of training on lynda.com versus, uh, uh, you know, post-secondary continuing education classes, yeah. Yeah. it's the same quality of education. Mm-hmm. You don't get the credits for it, but right. you can still say that you're in that course. So actually, this is what he went and did. He actually went and took a, a, a couple of online programming courses. And he's not the only one. Like I have so many clients that are in the same position, almost the same story too. Like, right. you know, and, um, you know, and, and so then he put his resume out there, but he showed something relevant mm-hmm. in the last few months. Right. And then all of a sudden they started showing interest in him. Mm-hmm. Right. So we do have to show, we do have to make ourselves relevant. Mm-hmm. Kyle, uh, and and that's the thing he did get picked. this has happened over and over and over again i have a a young free course too. right a free course well, uh, this is, stop that spell of him not getting anything well this is a yeah. this is the thing i have a i have a young client too and she wants to get into a, a particular branch of government and there's all sorts mm-hmm. of you know different things that she needs to do and and she is qualified she meets all the stuff and i'm like i look at her resume and i'm like you haven't had anything on here for five years. Right. Like there's nothing new on it for five years. Show mm. me something new. Right. So that's, you know, is that, is that the, the, the make or break? Well, it might be the difference between the, the recruiter looking at your resume and saying yes or no. Cause sure it is. like most of your resumes don't even get airtime. Like if there's 150 yeah. applications, trust me when I say the recruiters are not looking at your, your application, you need to get picked mm-hmm. up by the search engine, the ATS systems, that kind of thing. You need to get picked up that way. And if you don't have anything relevant on it, you're not using keywords, you know, and then, and then let's say that they choose 20 resumes to look at. Someone has something they've done in the last couple of years and you don't have anything for a few years. You're not relevant yeah. anymore. It sucks yeah. that that's the way of the world, but yeah. that is the way of the world. 
And, and we, and that's good. Kyle? Yeah, we, we, and I like that we're talking about this because I think sometimes, you know, recruiter, the manager, your leader, um, you know, because as you know, I work with a lot of these different leaders and things come up. And, you know, I often will say to them, why don't you tell people this? And they're not telling. I, right or wrong they're not telling it's uncomfortable it's uncomfortable and you know people are mindful of hurting your feelings and people don't want to say something that you've never heard before because sometimes on the other end that's what we do can you imagine he said this to me no other leader has ever talked to me that way no because that's what's happening in the background so these guys have learned i remember we were recruiting and and i see this a lot uh, in my experience in internally with companies when you're when someone's trying to move from one department to another department of the organization there's almost like this entitled thing that you have as an internal employee that feels you should get the job outside uh, over someone who's outside right and so they go to these you have a specific example of this actually wasn't there a woman that you worked with yeah, I mean, and she wanted to leave one department and go to another department to become uh, for a leader. And it was, although it was a junior leader position, um, she didn't have that relevance of leading in the department that she was in, nor did she actually showcase or identify any transferable skills, like we were saying earlier, that would say that she would do this job. And so when she didn't get the job, and I, that's something I always do, I always give feedback on on these type of interviews, and her, she didn't like her the skills. Feedback. Like she wanted to move into marketing, if I remember, and she wanted a Mm -hmm. team lead position in marketing. This is an organization Mm -hmm. you worked at and, Mm -hmm. and her marketing skills were like 20 years old. Yeah. Almost. Which doesn't mean that they're not useful, but they're not appealing of all things marketing because some industries tend to evolve quite quick and mm-hmm. and and they're rapid than others marketing is exactly one of those things marketers will tell you what they were doing last year is very different than this year. So can you imagine, you know, 18, 19 years of irrelevance, right? That the last time she did something in that field because the job that she was in didn't allow to do that. So how is she going to not only lead that marketing team and actually be as a support? Here's the flip side of that. Would you want your leader to put someone like that in place, become your leader who doesn't have those relevant skills, nor are they working towards relevance? Like think about it, you wouldn't want that. So as much as you're in that moment thinking about yourself, like I've worked with this company for 20 years, how did I not get this job? Da, 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 da. And But you weren't relevant. You would want someone to be put in a position that either has that experience or it's relevant to the job that they're doing so they can move the organization forward. This is the third thing in leadership. I, you know, in a previous podcast, I talked about that, but this is the third part of it. If you can speak for the organization and most leaders, that's what they do. They, they have to speak for the organization. If you could speak for the organization, would the organization say to you, oh, by the way, put someone who's not relevant in that role, in their experience, in their you know, attributes, what their contribution to that role and let's go. Like you wouldn't say that about yourself. Can you imagine if the, or- the organization wouldn't do that? So you have to stay relevant. Relevance so just what- gives you an edge. Yeah. It gives you an Absolutely. edge. And prepares it you, you an edge. And it's yeah. also, and honestly for, you know, it's also a way of hiding your age. So it's like, you know, young people often say to me, it's like, you know, I can't get hired because I don't have experience. And because I don't have experience, I can't get hired. The older worker says, I have a ton of experience, but I can't get hired because of my age. Right. And, and here's the thing when you like, 
your age isn't on your resume. You can change stuff on your resume to show relevant experience, relevant education, so that you're showing relevance. It hides your age really well. And, and actually yeah, we, can make you look like a more mature uh, worker. It can also make you look, uh, you know, it, it can also um, kind of hide that, hey, I'm, you know, 65 and looking for a post-retirement job for a couple of years, you know, like that kind of thing. And, and it's like, you know what I'm saying? And they can't ask you your age in our country. They can't ask you yeah. your age in, in your interview, right? So it's like... Yeah. It's like we both help clients with recruiting, obviously, in mm-hmm. different capacities. Mm-hmm. And and one of the things that was recently, we saw something where the last formal education uh, ended in 1995. And so we're like, okay, so since 95, what have you done? Like, how you stayed? And it's not, right? I'm and sure it's there's not other things. Work, yeah, it's mm-hmm. not that their work experience didn't count for anything. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just that the work experience was like one industry, one kind of experience. And so, yeah. and this is the thing. It's like, look, folks, we know that this isn't fair. We know that you're being overlooked. We know that your skills are probably very much up to par and you're being discriminated against. But folks, what everybody is missing the point on with resumes is that it's a marketing tool for yourself. And like, if you see an ad from 1980 on your television for ABC Soap Suds (laughs) 123, Yeah. from 1980 and it's like totally not relevant are you gonna yeah. buy it yeah. i mean yeah they might make some sales but probably not like yeah. like resumes are about marketing and so it's not fair it's just the way that the world works right yeah. now and so and it's not just resumes it's also in your conversations right mm-hmm. like when you're talking to people and it's like you know because a lot of jobs are are given not through resumes, but through connections. And it's like, you, you can talk and say, well, you know, this, 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 um, you know, this, this uh, certification that I'm taking right now is all about one, two, three scale. And, you know, one of the key things that they really hammer home is ABC. And the way I think about it is this, well, all of a sudden, this person that you're talking to might be like, I need to connect you with John. John's looking for somebody just like you. Do you see what I'm saying? Like it's, it it gives you, it gives you relevance. So, and I'm not saying that your current skills aren't relevant. I'm just saying that this gives you an edge. I think that's what we're both saying, Kyle, is that this gives you an edge. Absolutely. Above the and rest. Speaking of that, what is the, is there any research or what's the well, common so this opinion? Is inter- yeah, this is interesting. So I went to zeddy.com. So they do lots mm. with resumes and that kind of thing. So, so, okay. and I think they might be a resume uh, um, development software. You can get resume help. So here's some mm-hmm. 2021 statistics. Mm-hmm. They researched, they researched over 133,000 resumes in their database there are five must-have sections, meaning that greater than 88% of resumes have all five of these sections. So 99.85 resumes have personal information. So over 99% of personal information. So this would be name, phone number, that email address, that kind of thing. I'm not a fan of putting your mailing address on. It's none of their business. They don't need to know if you live in another city right now. Okay. Right. Second one is work experience. So you have to have work experience. 90 over 98% of people put work experience on. So I'm thinking, what are the other 
1.66% of people doing like you're not putting work yeah. experience on it. It's so weird. Yeah. Right. So, 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 and I would say relevant work experience, put relevant work experience. It doesn't always have to be linear chronological. I think sometimes that works against you. Okay. Number three is education. That's over 97%. I'm going to come back to that. Then we have skills is over 89% and a summary or objective is 88%. Although I think the summary and objective can be removed personally. Right. I, I don't okay. think people really pay much attention to it. So okay. here's the thing about education. This is the thing. And, and work experience. If over 97% and 98% have education and work experience as headings, and mm -hmm. I would use the words relevant education and relevant work experience. Mm -hmm. That's how I coach my clients. Put this on your resume, relevant education, relevant work experience. If you have nothing relevant, it's a missed opportunity. Hands down. That's, that's the point. Instead of just saying work experience, put relevant work experience, because mm -hmm. quite frankly, you know, if you're, if you're applying for a, uh, um, let's say food service manager position. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't care that you delivered newspapers in 1988, right? Mm -hmm. If you're applying for a business analyst position, I actually don't care about your restaurant experience unless you have relevancy of doing the statistics on their websites maybe, or, or, or some, some kind of process change. Do you see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like relevant work experience, right? By doing that, you also economize your resume. So meaning you're going to fill it with more keywords. So the ATS systems will pick it up. So I think how we should talk to folks about some of our, our key, our key tips. We've got four key tips on, Let's do it. on, how do you easily make yourself relevant? Because we all know we're not all going back for a four-year degree, right? right? That's not what we're talking about. Not for so, everyone. Yeah. No, totally. So I've we've got four key tips. I've got two. Kyle's got two. So mm -hmm. here's my two. You can get relevant even by signing up for a free course that provides a certificate of participation at the end. Mm -hmm. Even by signing up, you can put it on your resume currently enrolled yeah. in, right? Yeah. And it's okay if it's like lynda.com or Udemy. You don't have to state that it's lynda.com or Udemy. Just give me the name of the course and give me three or four relevant points from the syllabus of the course. Mm -hmm. Th these programs, these online programs have written it for you. A lot of this education is just as good as the post-secondary continuing ed stuff, which is why post-secondary con ed is doing a lot of online self-paced programming right now. Now you don't get a credit for it when it's through uh, one of these other online learning services as you would maybe through a post-secondary institution. Right. Mm -hmm. but, but quite frankly, like they're monopolizing on this. Education is an economic endeavor. So, so why not take it for free or for $20 or $200 as opposed to a thousand, you know, it, you know, unless you have a specific need for wanting the credit. Um, so you can say currently enrolled in, uh, and that starts to make you relevant this and make sure it's a course that falls in line with what they're doing. Like, I'll tell you, if there was a job I desperately wanted and I knew that I had minimal relevance, I would go online to lynda.com or to Udemy, and I would sign up for a course or two or three all at mm -hmm. once. And I'd start to work through them for sure. I would, for right. Sure because I want the skills and then I'd put it on my resume 
And I would say, currently enrolled in these three courses, um, you know, and then I would, and then I might state that they're online, you know, or whatever, just because I don't, you know, I don't want to be, you know, disqualified for being in school or having school hours. You know what I mean? Like, like that would be the first thing I would do. And then I would submit my resume. You know, I make those changes and submit my resume. Girl, that's a life hack for your (laughs) effing resume. Number (laughs) two, two? related volunteer work. So, so Mm -hmm. do your best to get some related volunteer work, right? Um, you know, go see what's out there that you can get in front of. Or even if you can't get that, go find a mentor, go on LinkedIn and say, look, Mm -hmm. I'm looking for somebody who can mentor me once a month for 15 minutes. Go find Mm -hmm. that mentor. You can put on your resume, currently have a business analyst mentor, currently Mm -hmm. have a, you know, food services mentor, right? Mm -hmm. Life hack. Kyle, what are your two? Uh, for me, it's talk to your manager, talk to the leader, talk to someone who's even in the industry and find out what do they do for learning and development or relevance in that, uh, in that area. Like they will, they will know because they've either done it or they're doing it, right? So if you're interested in that, that other job, that other department that, you know, that find out what would be the re- most relevant learning, how to stay current. Cause some of it is job shadowing. Some of it is learning. Some of it is just being a part of that community. Like Christopher just said that I could volunteer. I could be exposed in that area. The fourth one I would say is have a continuous education plan, right? What is your continuing ed plan? I know for me, there's actually four courses that I'm going to finish by 2021 because uh, two of them are already enrolled in. And then the next one I'm going to be able to next to I'm going to be doing, but you need to have that plan for yourself because those are things you want to do and you can change right it's just a plan right so by the middle of the year something changes for you then go roll to another plan right or come out of this thing right you're not locked into anything but it keeps you relevant also christopher i know you'd agree with this as well it develops that habit and that principle and discipline for yourself to say, I am staying relevant. I'm staying current. And I could tell you from the employee, because Christopher is a huge advocate for when it comes to employees, he will tell you, your employees will thank you for this. As a leader, you staying relevant and current uh, will thank you. Because here's the thing, and I'm exposed to this every time I work with a new leader or prospect, most leaders don't want to admit that they need to stay relevant. They usually feel it's my team issue. It's my boss's issue. It's very rare that they admit that it's about them. But I will tell you on behalf of your employee and your bosses, you too need to stay relevant. I 100% agree. I've got a quick bonus one here, Kyle, which is even signing up to be a part of a professional organization. So if you want to be a communicator, sign up for the you know, the international, what is IIBA or no, that's international Institute of business and analysts. So, so like sign up for the, become a member of your professional organization and ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between, there are professional organizations for everything on the planet, for everything on the planet, folks, that's what we've got for you for today's podcast. What is your imperfect inspired action that you are going to take to ensure that you stay relevant this week. We want to hear from you. Check the show notes, reach out to us. We've got a website with an email link. You can contact us 
directly. We want to hear from you. It's our goal to build a global community of inspired action takers. And we can only do that with your help. So if you love inspired action, please leave a review on your favorite podcasting app and share us on your socials. You've heard from us. Now we want to hear from you. Go to inspiredactionpodcast.ca and tell us what is the inspired action you took this week. Next week on Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. One, why aren't they doing these things? And the other thing too is, do I have to wait until I'm a leader to do those things?